guys, welcome to Reckless. We are so glad you're here. And if, you're, if it's your first time, then uh, like, welcome. We're so glad you're here. You picked the best night to come to Reckless. Um, <laughs> as some of you probably heard, it's uh, senior night tonight. And uh, he said it's all about the seniors. But honestly, while we're having this, is we just got so sick and tired of Todd being on the stage. you know. So we're just like, let's just totally take over so we can kick him off the stage. Uh, no, not really. But um, I heard some, some of them say, you know, tonight's all about the seniors. But Honestly, guys, it's really not. It's about us coming up here and lifting up Christ and telling you that it's all about God. Um, So tonight, we still want to play off our series, um, Imitate, and uh, how we're imitating Christ. And so uh, before we get going here, I want to uh, ask you guys some questions, or ask you guys a question uh, to ponder on throughout this uh, service. Where do you guys see yourself uh, when you're a senior, maybe when when you're in our place, or... um, Maybe a college student or an adult. Do you see yourself as uh, someone with a past full of regrets? Or maybe someone, um, I don't know, who's part of the 80% of high schoolers who just leave when they're done with high school and never come back to church? Or do you see yourself as a completely sold-out person for Christ who has a past that you are not ashamed of because you gave your very best to God? Because you've got to realize that how you live will ultimately lead up to what kind of person you'll turn out to be. I want to look at three verses tonight and reveal a message through each verse that will help us to understand um, how to take the path that leads to a life we won't be ashamed of. So um, we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 5, and uh, we're going to look at verse 15. I think they're going to pull it up. No? That's cool. Whatever. Um, So I'm going to read the first part. It says, So be careful how you live. I just want to stop there. That's not the full verse, but I want to stop. We begin with Paul saying these words to us, and uh, I just want you guys to know that this is the exact message that us seniors want to portray to you, um, to be careful how you live. We've got to understand that we are not viewed as Christ followers due to what we say, but due to the way we live. Our actions speak so much louder than our words, and so for us to bring honor to our Savior, we must be very careful to how we live each and every day. Now let's read the full verse. Ephesians 5, verse 15. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. So I think to understand this verse more clearly, we have to ask ourselves, what exactly is a fool? All right, a fool is someone who lives without a purpose. So we are to be careful how we live, and we are to live life with a purpose. All right, so what's our purpose? Well, I hope and pray that all of you remember the verse that Todd brings up every single Wednesday. I mean, he said it about 634 times this year. Ephesians 4, 1. Therefore I, the prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk worthy of the calling that you have received. This is our purpose, to imitate Christ in every single aspect of our life. And this is the first message that uh, I want us to gather from these verses is to understand that we have a calling. Please understand that you, a child of God, have a much greater calling than typical religion. You are called to be much more than a churchgoer, a good person, or one who wears Christian t-shirts. You are called to be an example of Christ. 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Let no one despise you of your youth. Instead, you should be an example to the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Now, let's look at the second verse uh, in Ephesians. Ephesians uh, 
5, verse 16. It says, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Now notice, Paul doesn't say, hope for the best in every opportunity. No, he tells us, make the most of every single opportunity. To show Christ and his love in every single opportunity opportunity that we get. Now, um, I know some of you know that we had a team uh, from Westridge go to Nicaragua. And uh, am I going to hear any hoots? Nicaragua. Awesome. All right. I wasn't able to go to that, so judge me if you want to. But uh, I was able to go to Honduras, and uh, I kind of want to share a story from that. (laughs) Um, I was in Honduras, and um, we were walking up this huge mountain, and it started raining. And so we were walking up. We were going to go to a church, and we were going to pass out food and everything. And um, so we started walking up this hill, and it's pouring down rain. And I remember my friend beside me. He's like a huge football player. He had this super nice raincoat on. It was like 90 bucks. I don't know why in the world he brought it to Honduras, but he did. Okay, so he's wearing this awesome raincoat. And we're walking up this mountain, and uh, I'll never forget it. We, we walked past this lady, and not lying, 80 or 90 years old this lady was. And uh, she had a bundle of like 30, 40 pounds of sticks on her head. And she was walking up this mountain. I mean, here we are complaining as we're walking up this mountain. Oh, it's raining. Oh, we're tired. Oh. And we see this lady who's just like, you know, got 30, 40 pounds of sticks on her head, and she's walking up. And she's like 40 times our age. And so, <laughs> and, uh, so we're walking up, and <clears throat> we pass her. And so we do like everyone will do, you know. Oh, man, I feel so bad for her. Can you believe I me? Mean, what if you were her? Oh, man, that'd be terrible. But we just keep on walking, you know, up the hill. And uh, I noticed my friend beside me kind of gets quiet. And uh, I was like, hey, you all right, dude? He's like, have you ever thought about taking the word of God literally? This kind of struck me as odd. And I was like, um, I don't know. What do you mean? He said, I don't know. You know, when it talks about taking the shirt off your back, you know, and showing the love of Christ every single opportunity. Um, I said, I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know. You know, I don't get it. And uh, I remember it. He just stopped where he was. He turned around. He walked back to that lady. He took off his raincoat, this super expensive raincoat, and he put it around her. And I have no clue how to say it in Spanish, but he told her that Jesus loved her and to have a blessed day. And he walked off. And, man, that was just so awesome to me, to see him seize that opportunity to show the love of Christ. You see, many of us, including me, don't seize opportunities such as these. We may feel bad for them, but we're not moved to get out of our comfort zone and embrace that opportunity to show them Jesus, to show them love. Our time on this earth is much more shorter than you would expect. I mean, just ask any senior in here. Blake, has your years in high school not, like, flown by, dude? Yes. Like, seriously, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you might think you're, I mean, you may be a freshman today and think you have so much time ahead of you, but blink your eyes a couple times and... You're going to be up here in our shoes. I mean, looking at high school as the past. This life blows by way too fast for us to treat each day and opportunity carelessly. So the second message that is revealed to us in this passage is to understand that our time is short, so short. Psalms 90.12 says, Teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. When we become aware of how short our time is, we become wiser in the decisions we make and the way we live. All right, let's move to our last verse in Ephesians. Ephesians 5, verse 17. It says, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. As sad as it is, the majority of people who call themselves a Christians really don't have the life to back it up. 
I mean, even in this room, there's a good percentage of, uh, of people who say they're a follower of Christ, yet their life portrays a totally different message. Um, but the funny thing is, is God knew that there were going to be people like this. In fact, he told us that um, as we get nearer to the end of time, there would be more people like this. If you look, in uh, 2 Timothy 3, 1-5, through 5, Paul writes, But know this, difficult times will come in the last days. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, non-forgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, without love for what is good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to the form of godliness but denying its power. (laughs) Wow. Do these verses not just like totally describe our generation or what? I mean, especially that last part. It says, holding to the form of godliness, but denying its power. See, this is what Paul is talking about when he tells us to not act thoughtlessly. Because if we aren't reminded that the gospel truly has power, then we may live however we want to, but with the, uh, with the Christian label stamped upon us. We have to remain fully aware that our faith is more than a belief, a religion, or a tradition. We must stand firm in the fact that our hope is a powerful, powerful relationship and lifestyle. There is so much more to us than just being people with a label. We are the children of God with a divine calling and purpose. Also, in this verse, Paul says something so incredible, but we might have missed it. He says, understand what the Lord wants you to do. What the Lord wants you to do. I mean, did you catch that? Not only do we have a calling... But we have an individual part to play in God's kingdom. God has a specific plan for you and only you. Something that only you can fulfill. As, and this is the final message that we can draw from these verses. To understand that God has a plan for each of us. Each and every one of us. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. This is what us seniors want to leave and encourage you guys with. Don't become the average drift that just goes through life with apathy. Be so transformed in Christ to where you can clearly understand your purpose and God's call in your life. Live such a radical life for Christ to where you begin to imitate and mimic the very nature of God. You, 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 you. You, all of you, you way back in the corner, you are the deciding factor to whether or not you will become a generation on fire for God. So be the imitation of Christ. Be the example. Do it to the best of your ability. And do it even better than we did. All right. Hawkeye. I think that's the the code word. All right. Yeah, you're from Tyler. All right, hey y'all. I'm Blake, and um, I'm, I'm going to be picking back, picking backing off um, what Tyler says. And my verse is Ephesians five eighteen through twenty, and it says, "Do not get drunk with wine, for that is a debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always, and for everything with God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ." And I'll be camping on what's filled with the Holy Spirit, because I don't think a lot of y'all know what that actually means. And so, like, being filled, what is being filled with the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God, and, like, this Holy Spirit is the Spirit that Jesus carried with him. Like, the entity 
the Son, the sovereign Son of God. That's the spirit that he carried with him, and he is the one who said, listen, I'm leaving, but when I leave, I'll send your spirit, my spirit, to invade y'all and to give y'all confidence and all the fruits of the spirit. And he said, it would be better for me to not be here and my spirit to be here instead of me. Like the sovereign God said that. And so I want to say that. And there's a lot of things that go along with being filled with the spirit. I wanted to address, address some of the points. One of the things is walking in obedience. And one thing that is that is walking in obedience isn't not doing a certain set of rules that you, you know, everyone, all the Christians, like, you know, you, you're not supposed to be doing. Don't look at pornography. Don't have sex. Don't get drunk. Those are the rules that we're not supposed to do. But that's not being fully obedient. Being obedient is chasing after the Lord with all your heart, truly seeking the desires of Jesus's heart and his mind and getting that kingdom mindset that you have, truly chasing what he's passionate about. That is what is being obedience, no matter how scary it is, no matter how intimidating it is. It's going to be really scary, and it's going to be really intimidating, the path that he has for you. I'm just going to say that now. And it's going to be topsy-turvy, and there's going to be a lot of twists and turns. He's like the most, uh, Jesus just takes left and right, and you just got to follow him through in and throughout, no matter what he's called you to do. And so that is one thing about being obedient. Another thing that I wanted to address is the radiance of Christ. The radiance of Christ is something that everyone who is filled with the Spirit has. You can see it's so abundant in them. You look, right, you look at them and you say, wow, something's really different about them. And a lot, of time, a lot of the times you want that. Because the radiance of Christ is love, joy, peace, comfort, goodness, all the fruits of the Spirit. People want that. And when you're filled with the Spirit, you're going to have all of that too because and it's not going to be temporary because feelings are fleeting but the truth always remains and the truth is that when you're in Christ when you accepted Christ and his redemption to you you're going to be filled with the spirit and have all these fruits with you and another thing is courageousness basically to be courageous it's not being fearless it's not the absence of fear but it's when you're courageous, you see your fear, and you run, you sprint toward it, because you know the power that you have behind you is so much greater than any of the power that this world can give you. That is truly being courageous. It's being bold in times of deep fear. And, like, the fear can get very real and very scary, but guess what? Like I said before, you have the sovereign God with you, the sovereign, the one who said, the one who made everything for him and through him. That was the only re- only way everything was made. Um, another thing is pa- being passionate, being truly passionate. Like, y'all, we need to, we have to be people ready for change and wanting change to change the world because clearly this world is messed up and there's nothing that can change it except Jesus and his breath on us. And we carry it, the spirit that he has. And so take, well, let's go back to courage. Take courage, take the disciples. You look at the disciples, and you see who they were before they had the Spirit. They abandoned Jesus at his greatest time of need multiple times, through in and throughout. Like, the ones who were his closest friends, they abandoned him and said, we're done, like, screw you. And, but then when you see, after Jesus died and his Spirit came and indwelled in the disciples, they changed the world. The reason why we have the New Testament it's because of the spirit, I mean, it's because of Jesus, but it's because of the courage of the disciples. Paul literally went up to, when he was on trial, he was, 
talking to the emperor of Rome, the emperor of Rome, and still proclaiming the name of Jesus, saying, listen, my life is nothing but to speak his name and to bring his name among the nations and make it known. That's what it's truly about. And to be passionate, that's passion. All the disciples were passionate. They, they risked life, death, and torture too. Not just like, okay, shoot you, you're dead. But like being stoned and being brutally tortured. None of us really get that. I, I don't get that. Because we live in America and we're not being faced with hardships every day. We're not looking around saying, I mean, most of us aren't. I know there's some are. But most of us aren't looking around going, like, where's our next meal going to come from? And they risked all that and said, it's worth it. His life is worth it. And so just pray. Always be praying that the desires of his heart will become the desires of your heart. And when you delight yourself in him, you will receive everything that you ask for in prayer. And I promise you that. It's going to be crazy once you see that too. The last thing is to change the world. Like I said, we're not going to be individuals just sitting around, even like individuals going to church five times a week but not doing anything with the power that they have received through Christ doesn't mean anything. You're not doing anything if you do that. But being individuals with a heart and a mindset to say, literally, I have the power to change the world, and I'm going to do that. Because, like, this, like I said, the Spirit is all the power in the world. It's more. It's the one, like, it's everything. And just to truly know and take your authority into all the darkest places of the world. I mean, you, once you follow his path, you're going to do it. And it's going to be a wild ride. And it's going to be awesome, though. And so, one verse I wanted to share is from Habakkuk. It's Habakkuk 1.5. It says, Look among the nations and see, wondered and be astonished. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if I told you. That's the Lord speaking. That's the sovereign Lord who's in control of everything. And so, one great, that is one of my life verses because I take that, Everywhere I go and, receive, and saying, like, all right, Jesus, I can't do anything, but you're going to do everything. And you're going to do something that I couldn't believe, even if you came down here and told me right now. And so I believe that's incredible. And I'd, I just want to share that with you all. And the path, that, the path that Christ has for you isn't, and it may not be your ideal path, but when you're not following the Lord, let me go back to the verse says, do not get drunk with wine, for that is a debauchery. Uh, that will ruin you. Like, some of y'all have seen that in your families where your dad or mom is an alcoholic, and you see the destructiveness it has in your family. I know from personal experience, I know what that feels like, and I know how it can tear apart a family, but Christ can restore that. Christ can, through the power of the Spirit, and through the power of Christ, he can restore that, and restore your family into what it was, and better, and greater. And so... Always be thankful. Always be singing. I know that's hard too, but always be thankful in times of trial and punishment. Paul says, I'm, Paul says, I'm in prison and I'm still thankful. And like that's truly being filled with the Spirit again. But um, that's just what, the, like I said, the path that the Lord has for you may not always be the path that is your ideal path, but it's going to be the path of most adventure. It's going to be the path that your actual dreams come and they start sprouting up. Where you are going to say, no, you know, that job's not worth it because he has something greater for me. And that job, whatever that is, is going to be fit specifically for you. And you're going to be astonished when you get there. And it just fits like a glove because everything he has for you, he made out specifically for you. 
And it's going to be incredible. So I just encourage you to always, always be obedient. And that's one of the things, I guess, one of the things about being filled with the Spirit. And how you get this is you just truly come to know the Lord. You come to know the Lord in his true form, in his true might, in his true power. You come to know Jesus. And once you accept his redemption and accept and accept his love, and you're filled with the Spirit, you have this power, and it says in the Bible, to let it shine, to go in the dark places and let it shine. And so once you accept Christ and truly come to know him, you're going to, and you're filled, you have that authority and that power to truly change the world. And so um, I believe I'm out of time. And um, yeah. So let me pray over y'all and let's just get started. Jesus, we come to you in a time of great humbleness and love and hope, Jesus. I speak hope over everyone here, Lord. And I pray that your truth and your life would beam out from every single one of us. And our, you, we would all truly come to know you if we don't already and be filled with the Spirit and always be carrying around peace without and not a spirit of anxiety or anger, anything like that. And I speak life over these people and revival over this place right now. And I pray for the radiance of Christ to be with us wherever we go right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Wherever we go, wherever we do, whatever we do, whatever, whoever we become, Lord, we will be in you and incredibly radiant, beaming your love and your light and your goodness. And I speak blessings over everyone here, and in the name of Jesus Christ, I seal this. Amen.